What's going on, everybody? This is Jimmy Rios. I thank you for tuning in to the Seek and Sell podcast today. I remember a few years ago, oh man, had it been about, ooh, it was a while now, about maybe four or five years ago, my uh, my daughter and my, my niece, they were running around my in-law's house, right? I said playing, screaming, and we kept telling them to stop running. But my niece had tripped, and she, she hit her head on the floorboard, and, and she had a big old gash in her forehead you know it was it was bad and you know we we bandaged you you know we did all we could to stop the bleeding and we realized like the bleeding wasn't gonna stop like she needed stitches so you know my my in-laws you know grabbed her through in the car and I followed behind them and we got to the hospital and we got to the hospital you know they analyzed they put her in triage and we're like yeah we need we need to close that wound up we're gonna they and they gave her stitches I was Hearing her, her, her scream was, you know, was daunting nonetheless. But we didn't get to the doctor. Like, we realized, like, man, she needed help. Like, we realized, like, a bandage was not going to fix this. And we, we got to the hospital, and the doctors didn't look at us and give her a bandaid. They were like, no, she needs a needle and thread. Like, we need to close this wound up. You know, it, it, and that's what you expect. You know, you, you, your house is on fire. And you call a, you know, you call a fire department. You don't expect them to send a police officer, do you? Like, no. Like, you, you, you something is is wrong, and you call somebody to help you fix it. You go to the person to help you fix it. You don't turn them away and try to brush it up. It's no big deal. And this is the only growing issue that is continuing to infect the church body. And I don't really want to only manifest this and 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 you know point out just the building in general because I, I i agree there are many a lot of mainstream churches out there mainstream pastors that do this but it's not just them it's the whole church body you know because you think of the gospel you know paul peter jesus they called out the religious leaders they called out the churches. If something did not align with accordance to Scripture, like, you know, we have all the power vested upon us with this power of the Holy Spirit to, hey, you know, are you sure that lines up with Scripture? And and this and whenever that doesn't happen, we can walk away, which many do. But what happens is you're going to have a bunch of broken people. And we can agree on that. There's so many broken people and anxiety continues to increase. Depression continued to increase. Addictions continued to increase. You know, divorce rates continued to increase. You know, all of these 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 horrific things that of a lifestyle continue to increase. And you know, out of the whim, we go to church, right? Hey, you know what? I'm gonna maybe I'll go to church. Maybe I just need to go to church. And then okay, cool. Like you know something's wrong with you, right? Something ain't right. And you go to church. Or you, you, you surround yourself with church body people. You surround yourself with other, you know, Christians per se. And what are they, what, as, as, a, as a whole, as a whole, there is no help anymore. There is no deliverance. There is no revivals. There is no, you know, there is no spiritual surgery that is really, truly going out and helping people heal. Like, honestly, the church body is bleeding horribly. So bad. Like, there is more hopeless people. There is more depressed people. There's more people living a life of unrighteousness. And they do not even realize it. They don't. And, you know, the, but this isn't a new thing.
right? You know, you read about it in ancient Israel. They accepted all unrighteousness. It got them destroyed. And then, you know, you know whenever Jesus Christ came, and, you know, he was preaching, to, you know, and, and making disciples and this and that. And, like, everybody was cool, right? Like, everybody, most people were believing and accepting. And you had the religious leaders, of course, and you always will. But as a majority, you know, they were believing in the gospel. They were believing in God. They were, they were accepting Jesus Christ as the Messiah and the Son of God, all this good stuff, right? And then, you know, Jesus Christ ascended, you know, and then Paul got saved, you know, and, and met Jesus. And, you know, he, you know, he converted and, you know, he became one of the greatest apostles. And, you know, on his first mission, first and second mission trip, he traveled to all the churches. You know, he went to Galatia, he went to Corinth, you know, he went to Rome, this and that. And, like, at first, when he, when he went to those places, they were like, cool, yeah, you know, yeah, we, 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 we accept, we believe this and that. And, you know, not even 10 years later, like, all of a sudden, there's just believing in unrighteousness. Like, they're living a life, you know, claiming it is okay, but it's not. But how do you decipher what is righteous and what is unrighteous? And this is how we can relate all that today. Because less people are going to church for healing. Less people are going to church. Less people are surrounding themselves with like-minded Christians. Less people are surrounding themselves with, with on-fire Christians. You see, less people are asking for help. Because they do not realize they're living an unrighteous lifestyle. This is dangerous. You see, when my when my, my niece got hurt, I knew something was wrong. I could see the gash in her head. You know, I could see the bleeding was not stopping. You know, so we decided to go to the hospital. Whenever somebody is, you know, it is is overcome with addiction and they know something ain't right. You know, they have a loved one pull them to the side and have a difficult conversation with them saying, Hey man, like, you're messing up. Like something ain't right with you, you know, you're drinking way too much, your lifestyle's missing up, like, okay, they know they know they need help. They know something in their life is not right. But you're having an only growing amount of Christians, an only growing amount of church body, you're only having a growing amount of mainstream churches, so many people who are not embracing and accepting the fact of an unrighteous lifestyle. And Understand, we are all unrighteous. Every single one of us. There is no good person on this earth. There, there is not. No matter how much somebody may give and work and, and, and volunteer this and that, it doesn't, it, yeah, from our mind state, yeah, they're a good person, they help out, but we're, none of us are good. We're all unrighteous. But you're having so many, you know, People coming to Jesus Christ, but they don't want to accept the fact that they're living an unrighteous lifestyle. More people aren't more people are struggling overcoming depression, trying to overcome anxiety, but they can't embrace the fact that it's because of an unrighteous lifestyle that is making them feel the way that they are feeling. So they're they're secretly depressed, you know, they're secretly full of anxiety, they're secretly doing this, and they go to church. Or they go surround themselves with other, 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 you know, quote unquote, like-minded Christians. But there's no edification of righteousness and unrighteousness. So nobody truly knows they're living a life that's unpleasing to God. How do we fix this? As disciples of Jesus Christ, what can we do with the church body? 
And I keep telling myself, the enemy keeps telling me, you know, I keep battling myself daily about this, is, oh, people will know this. But the fact of the matter is this, is there is only now a select remnant, as the Bible says, that truly embraces the words of God for what they are. And stays true to the words of God in its entirety. And accepts the Bible in its entirety. And has received the Holy Spirit of God. To decipher and to discern what is righteous and what is unrighteous in the sight of God. Because there is unrighteous acts. There are still things. There is many things that is pleasing in the sight of God. Unless people are able to decipher these things. Unless people are, are, are able to know these things. But why? This is a question I ask myself. This is a question that Paul answered himself. This is a warning and an instruction that Jesus gave his disciples before he got arrested. In John 13 and John 16, through the Last Supper, before Jesus got arrested, Jesus told the disciples the role of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to leave. I have to leave because the Spirit is going to come to you. He said, it is a Spirit that is going to convict the world. He said, it is the Holy Spirit that is, going to, that is going to convict what is righteous and what is good. You see, it is the Holy Spirit of God that tells us and instructs us what is righteous and what is unrighteous in the sight of God. Jesus Christ, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit and you're going to know the truth. Everything that God says, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. What is plain and what is good and what is righteous and what is just in the sight of God. We're able to discern these things because of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. This is what the early church suffered with when they went into their mass confusion of accepting immorality and practicing immorality and practicing awful, grotesque things in the sight of God and seeing nothing wrong with it. In Corinth, Paul wrote to the Corinthians saying, you see, you, you, you accept these things and you believe in these things because you do not bear the Holy Spirit. You're relying too much on man's spirit so you do not know what you are doing is wrong. You cannot rely on man's spirit. You, we cannot rely on our own spirit, on our own reasoning, on our own methods, on our own rationalization to try to tell us what is pleasing to God. We didn't create us. The all-living, everlasting, everlasting God creator of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, came and died for us. And left us guidelines, left us ordinances, left us statutes. And granted, we all fall short of the glory of God. We are all wretched and unrighteous. But the issue is, is none of us can be truly saved and come to a truly point of repentance if we do not know and accept that we are unrighteous and accept that we are flawed, to accept that we are imperfect. To accept that we have to change our way of thinking. Have to change our way of rationalization. You see Paul and Jew tells us. That it is the ones who are devoid of the spirit. Are the ones who cause division. 
It is the one who are devoid of the Spirit, saying you can live the life whatever you how you how pleases to you. It is the ones devoid of the Spirit, saying you do not have to change. It is the ones devoid of the Spirit, saying God's going to accept you the way that you are, and there is no need to turn from your ways. It is the ones devoid of the Spirit that is causing that division. To getting more people to believe that unrighteousness is just and right in the sight of God. Whenever Jesus told us it is the Holy Spirit that is going to convict the world. What can we do? What can we do better? That is a question that Jesus Christ asked me. See, nobody is truly going to be able, no one's going to turn their ways. No one's going to truly repent and be set free if they're not convicted, if they're not convinced enough, if the Holy Spirit is not present around them. You know, and you know, you can, we can look into the Gospels. But, you know, Jesus Christ didn't have to say anything. You see, and Jesus Christ does accept us, accept us as we are. You see, Jesus Christ did accept the disciples as he are. He accepted Paul as he was a murderer. He accepted Peter as he was a thief. He accepted Judas. He accepted all the disciples for their faults. He accepted them as they were. But you got to understand, when they met Jesus, they didn't leave the same way. They changed their ways. Because it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Spirit of God. It was the unrelentless, unconditional love of Jesus Christ that made people turn from their wicked ways. To turn from unrighteousness. You see, when they got to know Jesus, when they got in the presence of Jesus, they were convicted and they knew what was right and wrong now. And they wanted to do whatever they could to please Jesus especially after seeing what he went through this is the power of the Holy Spirit this is the Holy Spirit that is missing from a majority of the church body more people believe Jesus but they don't receive his spirit Paul warned Timothy countless times to be wary and be cautious of these of these people who accept godliness but deny the power thereof. They accept and they believe in God. Yes, God is there, but they deny the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul was, I mean, Timothy was in Ephesians, Ephesus, Ephesus whenever Paul wrote this thing, and Ephesus was full of wicked, immoral people. So Paul had to continue to remind Timothy to be careful, be on your watch, be on your guard. I need you to go out there and tell people of your strange doctrine and to not rely on their spirit. It is with our best ability as a body of the church body of the body of Jesus Christ to do the same exact thing. To do our best to be gentle, to be our best to be stern with the truth. If somebody comes up to you and you know they're bleeding internally, you know they're bleeding spiritually. It is up to us 
to perform the spiritual surgery with the power of the Holy Spirit to break those chains and to revive them. Not place a band-aid over their wounds when they're going to bleed internally even more. It is our best, it is with our best ability, it is our with the great commission to testify the truth of what is righteous and what is unrighteous. Again, yes, you will may be hated, but it is the it is the 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 avenue approach is do not preach the truth expected to be hated. You want to do it with love, you want to do it with sincerity, you want to do it with compassion. It is a power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit speak for you. Let the Holy Spirit work in you. Do not rely on your own rationalization. Do not rely on your own word. Let the Holy Spirit do the work for you. Again, back to Paul's writing to the Corinthians, like, yeah, y'all speak all nice and dandy, but words don't justify, words don't replace the power of the Holy Spirit. You see this a lot in mainstream churches. You're having a nice little pastor up on the stage yelling and screaming, saying, prosper this, God's going to give you yada yada. Nice big word, but where is the power of the Spirit? Where is the conviction? Where is the repentance? Where is the deliverance? Where is the spiritual surgery that only the Holy Spirit can do? We have this ability. We have the ability to truly help people. Again, not on this, not just on this life. We're out for eternity. As a church body, our race is heaven. Our race is with pearly gaze. Our race is that 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 street man out of gold. Our race is to be in the presence of Jesus Christ for all of eternity and for sin to finally be done away with. We have a responsibility as a church to speak the truth. A truth that can only be obtained and deciphered and understand with the receiving and believing of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. To believe in His Word. We are a very select few left of the remnant of Jesus Christ. And, and wickedness and unrighteousness will continue to increase because more people will not know a life they're living is displeasing to God. In an only growing, lukewarm Christianity, New Age Christianity, trying to tell somebody they can live the way they want to live and God's going to forgive you in the end. But yet, why did God come down and die for us if it was that easy? Jesus told the church of Galatia, if that was the case, and Jesus Christ died for nothing. He died in vain if it was that easy. When you go to Jesus Christ, accept His Spirit, believe it, receive it, you will not leave the same person you were. I love y'all so much. I thank y'all for listening. Continue to testify that truth. Seek out the law, sow that truth, sow the truth to break chains, sow the truth to perform a spiritual surgery, to stop the eternal spiritual bleeding. That's so much of the church body's feeling right now. I love y'all. God bless.